Hi everyone, it's Scott from the Gen X Playback Show. We are getting ready to start part two of our episode on music in commercials. So Sean now will focus on his set of songs and commercials that he wanted to bring to the table for our conversation. And I think you'll really enjoy his uh, retrospective on not only some of the songs from the uh, Gen X era, but the songs that were played in commercials back when we were growing up in Generation X. So there's some ad campaigns that came out that were extremely popular, um, whether it was cars or beer or, or even soda. You know, Sean uh, takes a look at each one of those different um, areas of advertising. So hopefully you'll enjoy the rest of the conversation on music and commercials. And for uh, Sean, I am Scott. We are the Brothers High, and this is Gen X Playback. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you soon. Okay, so with my list, Scott, I, I didn't do a, a top 10. You know, I, I basically put these into categories. So I, I have quite a few songs on here, and I'm not going to play the ones that you already played. So my first category was soda slash Pepsi. All right. Only because, as I, you know, I just mentioned, I didn't really care for what you know, the Coca-Cola commercials, but, you know, we had some memorable soda commercials. So they're all Pepsi, except for I had the Beach Boys Good Vibrations on there for Sunkist. So, you know, so I had the Beach Boys, we had Michael Jackson with Billie Jean and Pepsi Generation. The song that you kind of reference, Scott, and and you talk about with Madonna, that she was signed to Pepsi, and it was kind of a big deal. It was a big deal. That she was going to have as her video, you know, part of the uh, Like a Prayer, which is what we're listening to. Right. And it was, like I said, it was in upwards of like $50 million, which in the late 80s was big, big money. That would have made her like the highest paid, you know, somebody that would sponsor a product, endorse her. Yeah. In advertising at that particular time but so i've seen this video though and not just on youtube i remember back then seeing the video yes well it made i when when i heard that the video was getting banned or was getting negative feedback from you know various church organizations and of course i had to see it absolutely as soon as soon as they did it i said like i said before any publicity is good publicity in, in the eyes of a lot of people and it certainly didn't hurt Madonna's career. No, it, in a way, to me, when I was coming up with the list, this was a song that had to be on the list because it was one of the bigger commercials, the, the better known commercials from that era. Sure. And here's another example of where you have a popular song. Well, this, was, this wasn't this was even really a release song yet. I mean, it was kind of released right about the same time as, as the ad campaign. It was all set to kind of come out at the same time. Right, right. So with, with Billie Jean and the Pepsi commercial, it had already been a hit, mm-hmm. and then it gets it gets made into this commercial. Well, here, it's, we're seeing something different, kind of a launch at the same time. So, you know, that was with, um, you know, Madonna, and it... it I think that's probably known almost as much for the controversy as for the actual song and uh, and commercial. So the next one, I have another Pepsi one, and this one goes to 1991. Okay. Okay, so it is Pepsi, but see, I, I won't say the campaign, but I bet you'll come up with it. So I'll let you kind of come up with it.
think of two little boys at a fence. A car pulls up. A very attractive woman gets out of the car. Oh, yeah. I do. Cindy Crawford I, gets out of the I, car. I do remember that. So the young boys, they go over and they start staring at her. She goes over to the, to the machine. It was Diet Pepsi. Well, it was, it was both. So Pepsi came out with new cans. Okay. And at the end of it, they're like, look at that can. And they're like, it's beautiful. <laughs> and it's because, they, you know, and... Here you have, you know, very attractive Cindy Crawford, probably the, the, the top supermodel in the world at the time. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And, and the little boys, all they care about, the Pepsi cans. Yeah. Well, it's probably what we would have said at the time, too. <laughs> so, but this was Doris Troy okay. uh, from back in, like, 1961. Uh, this is a great song. I, oh, sure. I love this era. I, lo- I love that style of music. Yeah, and we had talked about, like, favorite movie soundtracks. Dirty Dancing was one of our favorite soundtracks for both of us of all time and there's a lot of that music that's in that uh cd in addition to the the new music or the music at the time that was released so yeah we we're definitely huge fans of that right so the the next song and artist once again this is another pepsi campaign came out like 1987 that's right david bowie david bowie and tina turner appeared in the same ad where they're both singing right Wow. I forgot all about this one. Yeah, so... Here's David Bowie. And he's kind of this... If you remember the commercial, he's almost like this weird scientist. Kind of, And it reminded me of... Well, it reminded me of the movie Weird Science. Okay. And he's kind of... You know, he's working with his computer, and all of a sudden, then, then Tina comes bursting in through the door and starts to sing. I, I remember the I remember the song in Pepsi. I can't say I remember all the particulars about sure. it though. But you know, it's Pepsi is now the uh, you know it's the Pepsi generation. Sure. So it's you know it, it's this modern or you know here it's singing about modern love and it's this modern drink that we now have. But they really much like Miami Vice did at the same time, where they sort of gave themselves an advantage over other TV shows. By using popular music and the singers in mm-hmm. their show. Right. Pepsi, no different. They they went right at the musical acts. MTV was big. So why not use those artists to promote your or endorse your product? And what you're really seeing is, uh, during this time is, uh, is both um, MTV, the influence of MTV, where you're basically shooting these music videos, which are now commercials, and you're seeing some Miami Vice type of influence. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll get to that a little bit later. You know, when I move to the next category, it'll be heavily, um, you'll see a heavy influence. But here, this was David Bowie and Tina Turner. And that was, like I said, 1987, ran for a little while. And then about two years later, Pepsi came out with another ad campaign, this time just with Tina Turner. Okay. Yeah, and this one I do remember. Of course, this is the song Simply the Best, which is probably her signature song. It is, I think. Private, uh, not Private Dancer. Um, there was the song Private Dancer. Right, there was there was a song Private Dancer. What's Love Got to Do With It? Okay. But this is, I think this song went to number one for a longer period of time for her. So this song was co-written by Holly Knight. We talked about Holly Knight in our Don't Cut Them Hair Bands episode. 
I heard her interview because Scott had talked about that she has come out with a book. And she was asked by Eddie Trunk, who I was listening to his podcast, you know, what is the uh, the the number one song that you've you've ever had? She said, this is the, the number one. Okay. And I think part of that is because it still gets used so much for commercials. It, yeah. I, it's, think about it in the lyrics, it's simply the best. So if you have a product that you want to be regarded as the best, well, you know, let's just have the song that says it. Sure. Yeah. So that was yet another Pepsi commercial. So here's my, my final Pepsi commercial. And this is for a product called Crystal Pepsi. Uh, you I, remember Crystal Pepsi? A little bit, yeah, I do. It was, cl- it was clear. It was clear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, sure, yeah. Van Halen did this one. Yeah. Yeah. That was, this was uh, early 90s. It, it was right now, and the... It was like 1993 yes. is when they released the ad campaign. Yes. Yeah, this came out very shortly after after I got married. Not not a successful product. Not at all. And I tried it based on watching this commercial on TV. <laughs> okay. Did, did it taste any different? It was like sugar water. Okay. So it really, it, it, all it tasted was like sweet. So whereas the cola has the cola flavor, sure. Just picture or imagine tasting Pepsi without the cola, and just the sugar and the carbonation, mm-hmm. which is kind of how it was to me. But you know, a, a very popular Van Halen song. This is, you know, of the Sammy Hagar era. This is one of the songs that I probably like. You know, mm-hmm. the you know it's right up there. Sure. And it was done well. If you remember. Van Halen had a video for Right Now, which was similar, shot in a way, to the commercial. Kind of how, just with the cuts, how they were, kind of like these these quick little cuts, and they had like lyrics written up on the screen, and I think they kind of embraced that when they did the, uh, with the Crystal Pepsi ad. Yeah. Absolutely. That, yeah, this was a good one. I, I do remember, do you remember the video, the music video? The, for Van, Van Halen? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, it, it would just have like all these little little clips, and then this person's doing this for the first yeah. time, this person's doing this for the first time. It's yeah, pretty memorable. So I, I saw Sammy interviewed recently, and they actually talk about the video, and he hated it. And if you go back and watch it, when they shoot Sammy's part, what he's doing, he's standing there with his arms crossed, not doing anything. Okay. It's basically, he was like, not doing do anything that day. So they, they shot him and then just kind of wrote some, some lyrics over top of him. Things weren't going well with the, with the Van Halen brothers and Sammy at that point. So. No. And there's a, at one point in the video where you see Sammy walk out of the room and shut the door behind him. Okay. That really happened. Oh, wow. Yeah. He, he was like... They, wanted, they just followed him, and he's like, he, he didn't want them in his face anymore. <laughs> so he leaves, and they shut the door, and, and but they kept in the video because they liked it. Okay. So that ends our, our run of Pepsi ads. R- you know, oh, really, yeah, really done ones. well in yeah. the in the uh, late 80s, mid, mid to late 80s, early 90s. It, Pepsi definitely dominated with that. Now we're going to transition, and we're going to go over to beer commercials. Okay. That, and so with this first ad campaign... And I'm going to play a series of songs, and they're all from the same ad campaign. Okay. And it'll, it'll take you back. And this ad campaign was Michelob 
The Night Belongs to Megalob. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, definitely. From 1986 to 1991. It, I, you know, I wish we could show you the videos. How did I not remember this one? I, was a, I really thought you were going to play some of these songs. How did I not remember that? Wow. So this is the first one. Well, I don't know what order they were. They put them out in. I, you know, I just kind of went through and picked the ones that, that I could remember and, and stood out to me. So this was Genesis Tonight, 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 which would have been right off the, I think that was off the Invisible Touch album. It was. So it was very current. And that's kind of key, um, at least with this song. So some of the other songs are going to be older songs by some older artists. And that's kind of um, where um, Neil Young was kind of busting on some of his contemporaries that were now appearing in, in commercials like this. Right. So if you go back and look at that Neil Young video, it the the way it shot spoofs this Michelob commercial. Okay. In a lot of ways. So very Miami Vice. Yes. The, the whole idea is the night belongs to the Michelob. So everything's shot at nighttime. Right. And every song that we're gonna play has a little kind of reference to the night. All right. So that was Genesis, but that wasn't enough. Because in the nineteen eighties you couldn't have anything without Phil Collins in it <laughs> by himself. Because he was everywhere. He was everywhere. So not only did Phil appear with his bandmates in the video, uh, kind of as the bar band. Right. But then we had to have a separate video for Phil Collins in the air tonight. Once again, it's the night. Sure. Yeah. And people, Phil Collins kind of became the, uh, the poster boy for being overdone by yeah. the end of the 80s and he kind of wishes it didn't happen now but he certainly was everywhere when the with his music with genesis with his solo stuff he was acting he was everywhere mm-hmm. um when this song came out it was pretty cutting edge sure he was not known as a pop star he was he was an alternative he came from the prog rock background and this was this was an edgy album. This was not pop music that he came out with. Right. It just ended up getting overplayed, unfortunately. And you know, of course, I you know this. He had done Miami, Miami Vice, so this was very very similar to it. And you know, much like how Miami Vice was, in a lot of ways, a, a television show that was a music video. Mm-hmm. That's. That's what Michelob's going for with with this campaign ad. So here's the the next one. I don't know if you remember this one as much. So this is Steve Winwood. Yes. And the song is um, talking back to the night. See, the Steve Winwood song that I remembered was "Don't You Know What the Night Can Do," because that was also part of this. Yeah, commercial. that was part of that as well. Yeah. That was the one that I was hope I was wondering if you were gonna play that one. Yeah. No, that one I, I did not put that one down I should have. Okay. But once again, you know, another you know artist from the sixties and seventies. And you know, Steve Winwood was having a little bit of a comeback at this time. Steve Winwood for the last five years, early eighty six to eighty nine, mm-hmm. had a really nice two albums. Right. Uh, Roll with it was a number one song. And the album that I think was it Valerie the title of the album I'm not sure but I know that was uh, back in the high life again yeah he had he had a string of about six top 10 top 20 hits during this time so 
to have him in this in your commercial was a big deal. Sure. Yeah. So you know, once again, a song that I would not have really have known of his had it not been for for this campaign. Now here's another one where. So this is Eric Clapton, where he redoes After Midnight. Where much more had that vibe of kind of going out late at night where it's dark and in the street. Now this is not Eric Clapton singing, all right? And, And when I went on to Spotify to find this version because this is the commercial version sure I, I could only ever find the traditional Eric Clapton songs but fortunately as some guy or some group by the name of Done Again they basically performed this uh, in a version of how Eric Clapton performed it for the commercial okay. okay so you know this is you know kind of what we would get back in the early days we get other artists playing artist songs and putting them on TV but obviously Michelob was going for a specific kind of vibe because if you were to play each one of those songs back to back to back to back, um, you know, in, in DJing world, they call it BPM, beats per minute. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that every one of those songs would probably be within a couple of beats per minute, that they're that close in time that it just one could just effortlessly roll from one to the next. It's the same vibe. The artists and the songs are slightly different, but you kind of have that same kind of groove right. going on at the same time. Right. So the next artist that I have here. Let's see if you remember this. You'll know the song, but will you have remembered that it was in this ad campaign? This is Wang Chung to live and die in LA. Mm -hmm. But play it out, and at the very beginning, they kind of, it's the lyric and the line that they want for the commercial. So this line, if I remember it, was directly, I mean, they put this in the commercial. Okay. I mean, they don't play To Live and Die in L.A. Right. Are they? The Heat of the Night, that's what he's singing now, it was in the commercial. Okay. The ad campaign, was it beer? It wasn't it beer. It was Michelob. This is, this oh, this, is, this oh, is still. Every song that I've just played is still part of that Michelob okay. uh, campaign, The Night Belongs to Michelob. Okay. So this was not part of it, but. That was, uh, you know, a song that when I went back and I'm looking at the ad campaign and, you know, videos are coming up on YouTube, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That was, I definitely remember that. And being surprised that that was part of the ad campaign back then, because I don't know that as many people knew about that song as what you and I did. Sure. Okay. All right. And here's the final one from the Michelob campaign. And this is my favorite of, the, of them. And you'll remember this one. And Frank's in the commercial. Yeah. And I love the up-tempo version because there is yeah. a slower version yeah. of this song. Someday, when I'm low, yeah. When the my- Frank and a microphone. <laughs> he's sitting there. He's got the uh, piano player there next to him. In the way you look 
just a, a, a well-done ad campaign where, with the lyrics, so now you're dealing with Frank, right? Yes, so Frank is classy. Are you okay if we keep this going? We can keep it going. So Frank's classy, so of course with this ad campaign, the couples, as they hit the town, they're all dressed up, and they're, you know, it's it, it's a it's a night showing your lady off. And See, this this to me is, is kind of brilliant, because Frank was never known as a beer guy. He was always known as a hard liquor guy. Yeah. So if I'm watching the commercial, it, hey, you know, Frank's going to drink a Michelob, and, and instead of me going for my rum and coke or my scotch <laughs> and soda, maybe I'll drink a Michelob. Hey, Frank's a classy guy. That's a classy product. That's right. Yeah. That's right, baby. <laughs> I'm classy. This is, you know, Scott and I, when when we were young, I think I don't think our friends appreciated how much no. we liked Frank Sinatra. They didn't get us. Uh, you know, every <laughs> once in a while, you, you got the look from, and your friends did it to you, and my friends did it to me. They would get that look, and Gen Xers, if you have a dog at home, and every once in a while you talk to your dog and the dog looks at you and cocks their head sideways. <laughs> I guarantee you, if you've never had your friends do it, um, Sean and I have had our friends do that to us where they cock their head to the side and are like, what world do you come from? <laughs> and uh, Sinatra, being a 15, 16-year-old kid, loving Frank Sinatra, I, yeah, I mean, we weren't the norm. But I'm sure there were a lot of people out there that, it, I'm sure we weren't alone, put it that way. Well, I, I think they had not, develop an appreciation for it and i honestly don't know where we got it from because our parents didn't listen to frank sinatra Not at but all. i i mean i somehow stumbled on it and just thought this was great and you know i, I had a running mate in you who picked up on it right away as well <laughs> and it's you know it's amazing you know that with that ad campaign like, you know, like i said you know you have some big hits you know you have big bands genesis and phil biggest artist of the decade phil collins and clapton and, there's some big hitters in that one but nobody bigger than then the chairman of the That's board, right, the chairman of the board, Francis Albert Sinatra. So that closes out the the Michelob. But you know, there's a couple other uh, ads, and, and so Budweiser. I'm going to run three off here from Budweiser. These are all Budweiser. And I remember this one. So now here's the song, and this is the Romantics. What I like about you. It's used in commercials. It's not. I mean, this, but this is the first time I remember seeing it in a commercial. And this right. was from Bud Light in like 1989. And Bud Light, Budweiser was always known as the king of beers. And when they came out with Bud Light, they certainly went for a different demographic. Budweiser was kind of your dad's beer. Sure. Bud Light, they were trying to hit a much younger audience. They started bringing out models. They had the famous Spuds McKenzie. Yeah. And that was all around this time. And this video, or commercial, the, the commercial was shot at the beach. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of what they were going for, what Scott's saying, is that, that young, energetic, it's 1989, right? So in 1989, I'm 22 years old. And so I grew up listening to this song. Uh -huh. You know, when I was in junior high school or so, this is when it originally came out, maybe freshman year of high school. It's like, hey, this is this is who we're going to go for. They are now of age. That's right. So you're going to crack open that first Bud Light, and are you going to drink the second Bud Light? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Spit and it then out. you taste it. No, I'm just kidding, Bud Light. Budweiser, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, you want a sponsorship? <laughs> no, no, no. Down no, the road? No. All right. No, I just don't want to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're going to stay with Bud Light. All right, so Bud Light. 
Great song. <laughs> Great song. Do you remember the commercial? I absolutely do. <laughs> it's where this is Cool and the Gang, Ladies Night. And this was out in like 1993. And because there were drink specials for ladies on Ladies Night, a bunch of really ugly, hairy guys yep. put on dresses and pretended to be girls and went to the bar. That's right. And the one guy goes, Thank you. Because <laughs> some guy from the office bought uh, this dude a drink. Yeah, yeah that's right. This this was a very memorable commercial, and this is a great. I love this song. Cool and the Gang at its best. Well, that's. I mean, you know, you had said when you were doing your list, if you like the song, it drew you in. Sure. I mean, from the beginning of that bass line, I, I'm I'm not not going to watch the commercial. But for the first, this is one of the times you know the Michelob commercials really had a kind of a serious overtone to it. This was absolutely lighthearted. This was meant to be funny. Yeah. When you had the guys walking into the bar, so you had the you had the lady you know, the ladies' night song, but then there was a lot of humor to the commercial itself, which even added added to the fun of that you know that commercial. Yeah, and you know once again, 1993, you know, kind of era growing up, and you know, I, I aged myself with the last one. I guess my math wasn't very good when you know I said the release of the. Um, what I like about you by the romantics. No, I'm actually 21 when that's mm-hmm. released. Like it just turned 21, and so I, 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 I would be surprised if the ad executives weren't calculating, doing the math. <laughs> see who, what, what age group just turned 21, and what were they listening to? And you know, the same thing would have been true with Ladies Night from Cool and the Gang, one that we remembered. So my last Budweiser song from a band that Scott and I both love a lot. Of course, this is Huey Lewis in the News with uh, Working for a Living. This was the uh, second hit song off of their first album. Sure. Picture this. And this was 1991. And Budweiser, and this is Budweiser, sponsored Huey Lewis in the News with their tour. Okay. And so... They ran a commercial, you know, and it's not not the video. It is, you know, them doing a live performance, and this was the commercial. Funny you mentioned that it was right around the same time, or it might have been a few years later, but there was a lot of controversy with uh, Chris Robinson from the Black Crows. Mm-hmm. They were re- about ready to go on tour with, I believe it was ZZ Top. It was ZZ Top, yeah. And then he made a comment about, because there was a... a it was uh, one of the beer, beer companies sponsored beer company. the tour. Yeah, I think it might have been Miller Beer or something. And he spoke out against it. And Miller Beer's like, all right, we're, we're, we're out of here. And, well, they, they they, pulled, well no, they, Black Crows got dropped. They, yeah. Oh, they, but I mean, Miller's, you know, the, the Black the Miller stayed on, or whoever it was, whoever well, the beer it, company it was. was. It, was like a, it was like a draw a line in the sand because um, Miller Light was like, we're out of here. And everybody else that was associated with the tour is like no 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 <laughs> so you're yeah. right it, it was it was one of those things where the black crows they end up having to having to go yeah it's like hey sorry son you know you're, they're paying the bill yeah so that's when you know who you lewis and the news was sponsored uh, by budweiser so my final beer commercial that i'm going to play from a, a song this song does appear in the video I mean, in the, I keep saying the video. It appears in the commercial. That's yeah, the, the same thing. At the very beginning. They are playing this song. See if you remember this one. Of course I do. 
And this would be my favorite singer, country singer of all time, Eddie Rabbit. In the video, or yeah, in the commercial, Eddie is performing this song on stage. He is. And then they end the song, and he walks off stage, and he starts singing about uh, a Miller Lite. Does, or he, does he not walk into a bar? And he's got on one of those satin he baseball put, he puts jackets. On the satin jacket, yeah. And he spins around because on the back of the jacket it says Eddie Rabbit, and he takes his thumbs and he points to the j- back of the jacket. I miss those satin jackets. Yeah, in a way I do. <laughs> or as in Lancaster County, if you played softball, you may refer to it as a coat. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Suits and coats. But this was 1981, and so you're kind of talking about when you first remember seeing uh, and hearing popular songs in commercials. It, it's about this time, you know. I, you know, I said the big one that I remembered initially was Michael Jackson. But of course, the Sun Kissed mm-hmm. came out right about this time. That was like late 70s, and this was early 80s. Sure, but I do, I do remember the 80s because I, I loved Eddie Rabbit when he was very popular. So, you know, I'll move on and I'll do these quickly. So Swiffer had a campaign uh, in the in the in the aughts, in the early part of the yeah. early 2000s, sure. where they had Diva with Whippet. Mm-hmm. And I can still see the, the lady going around and cleaning up her floor and, you know, whipping her little Swiffer around. Sure. So I won't. We, we don't need to get into these too much. And here's another one, and another Swiffer ad. Let's see if you remember this. Is because the the lady in the commercial broke up with her broom for Swiffer, and so the broom went to the radio station and played this song. Sure. Okay. She <laughs> tried to bring her back. Hey, it's creative. And, and of course, this is the, the this is the Humane League with "Don't You Want Me." Right. So, yeah, I thought we'd do this really quick. Now, here's a, here's one. Now, I'm going to go to my next category. So, next category is... I'm only going to have two because you already hit my Beatles, Nike. But this is shoes and clothing. Okay. Right? So, there's going to be two. All right. And here's one that I... You know, you'll remember? Oh, absolutely. Off the Raisin Hell album. This actually was a commercial. Remember, they had their Adidas helicopter? Yes. A black Adidas helicopter? Yeah. 1985, Run DMC is just blowing up. And who was up there on stage with them in Live Aid to help promote this song? No, who was who was it? Remember? He was he was probably the first big Adidas signing of the 80s, which would be Patrick Ewing. Okay, yeah, sure, okay, yeah. Patrick Ewing signed with Adidas right around the time the song hit. Right. So, you know, they, they obviously were angling to try to get some type of a deal back in the day because, you know, they were always talking about their Adidas. It was mm-hmm. part of the the wardrobe. You talk about how your friends uh, would cock their heads like a dog <laughs> at you. And I remember um, it was like that Christmas and I was asked, uh, what do you want for Christmas? And I said, yeah, I said, I really want a, an Adidas sweatsuit <laughs> like, like Run DMC has. And, uh, yeah, I remember getting the head cock thinking, you okay? <laughs> yeah, oh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. They didn't quite get my love for hip-hop and all things Adidas. So, okay. the next one, we're going to go to the very end of the 90s. And this is clothing, not, not shoes. And in 1998, Gap mm. came out with this campaign. Sure. 
And this commercial was choreographed by Tony Basil, who sang the song Mickey, yeah. Okay. And this is Louis Prima. This is Jump, Jive, and Whale. And it, it definitely is a part of that whole swing era that was going on. Once again, I think this is marketed towards my generation, because mm-hmm. we talk about in the movie Swingers, how there was that this uh, Jump, Jive kind of swinger vibe going on, and... You know, Brian sets an orchestra. But in the commercial, they play the, the old-school Louis Prima version. Okay. Louis Prima, I wish, got a little more due today. We talked about Frank Sinatra. And there are some big names from back in the day. But Louis Prima, if, if you're a Gen Xer, you may not know anything that Louis Prima did. But I would highly recommend that you do. Louis Prima was one of those really fun... The song, just like this particular song, he's got a lot of them like that. He's a very fun singer to follow, and I'm, I'm sure Sean will agree with me. I highly recommend that you dig that one up and, and check out some of his catalog. Well, as Scott knows, I own Louis Prima. I mean, I I I got, I got introduced to Louis Prima uh, thanks to David Lee Roth and Just a Gigolo, and so when I I was you know discovered that you know Dave didn't write that song and it actually uh, you know was was from this great artist from, you know, basically the, the 50s, the 40s, the 50s. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I definitely was hooked. And, you know, I've always been a Louis, I mean, I've been a Louis Prima fan ever since. Yeah. So now that ends our clothing. You hit my, I had, I had two for food. One was going to be the California Raisins, Marvin Gaye, Heard It Through the Grapevine. So that was my, my food. My other food, here's one that actually goes back to the 70s. And, here's, and they used the song in the 70s, which I, I forgot about. And when I did my research, I came across it. And let's see if you remember this one. This is Carly Simon, mm-hmm. who I couldn't come up with in the in one of our other episodes. This is the Heinz ketchup commercial. I do remember you that. would turn the, the yeah. old glass jars of Heinz ketchup. Yes. So this was started in 1976. Yes. And the idea was Heinz ketchup was so thick and rich, it takes forever for it to come out of the glass bottle. But that's because how good it is. Right. Right. And so it's the the bottles upside down it's upside and they're just kind of waiting for it to come out. Yeah. And it's the anticipation of this delicious ketchup. That's right. Yeah. I've forgot all about that yep, one. That, so that is Carly Simon with Anticipation. And uh, like I said, I'm kind of glad I did the research because I was when I stumbled upon that and I was like, that's right. I totally remember that one. So I'm going to skip over the California Raisins and I'm, I'll go to the part in the track. The next one is a song from the 80s. And so I have a, have a whole block here on insurance ads. Okay. <laughs> so for what, you know, there's a lot of nostalgia going on with insurance ads. So every one of these ads is 2000 earlier. So this one is actually from 2021. All right. And I'm going to get to the part of this song, which is part of the video or part of the commercial. So we'll let this play. Guys driving down the highway. Mm-hmm. Do you remember who, who who it was for? It's an insurance company. Mm-hmm. Well, first off, this is Pet Shop Boys with right. opportunities. Let's make lots of money. Right, because it's about them being able to save money. So it's, it's it all state. All state, okay. Yeah. And it's where the hood ornament is yes. singing as well. Yes. 
Pet Shop Boys, they got made fun of after they were popular. I think that was they were one of those bands that has made a recent comeback. Yeah. As they should have. And, and, this, and this commercial had a lot to do with it, too. I, I never quite understood why they were bashed, you know, when some other music from that era wasn't. I, I always thought the Pet Shop Boys were good. Yeah, they weren't because I guess it's the way that he uh, did the songs that he wasn't really singing. He wasn't really rapping. He was just, just kind, kind of talking. This, kind of this in between. Yeah. But uh, I got to hand it to the guy for being unique. It's the Pet Shop Boys. Pet Shop Boys sounded like nobody else. And the songs were catchy. Right. So. Right. So now we're going to move on to the Geico commercials. Okay. These are all Geico. All right. And I'll play the first one. And this was the first one that came out in 2014 that kind of launched Geico dabbling into the Gen X era. So every one of these songs is going to be by artists that are from the Gen X era. Okay. All right. Of course, this is Push It by Salt and Pepper. Mm-hmm. Really one of the preeminent female rap I mean they were the first there were female rappers that were out there before Salt and Peppa but they were the first to mainstream it sure so yeah. they were groundbreaking uh, on in their own right and this is the whole ad where you know if you're Salt and Pepper you you, you know you're gonna push it so they add there you know they walk up to the door and the person can't figure out whether to pull the door or to push it right. and Salt and Pepper are there to you know say hey you want to push it yeah so, anyways, that's the uh, that's Salt and Pepper, and that ad came out in uh, campaign came out in 2014. So here's the next one, and this one came out in 2019, and this is a motorcycle ad, if you remember correctly. Yes. This is, of course, White Snake. Here I go again, from 2019, and when I did my don't call them uh, hair bands, I played the the radio edit right for that one, but this one fits in with the commercial because the guy in his mind is cruising down the street on his motorcycle right yeah because they were really trying to push to promote their new motorcycle insurance Mm -hmm. so they had several motorcycle ads that were out there i do remember this one where it's like a coastal highway yeah and he's just cruising down yeah this this was a good one now of course when it kicks in and he comes to reality and he's at his wedding. Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first guy. Otto from The Simpsons. <laughs> and and I think one of the characters, uh, they say, do you realize your, le- your your vowels are the lyrics from a White Snake song? He's like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> oh. So anyway, so that's White Snake. Okay. And the next one uh, is from a band, you know, a similar band. This one came out in 2000. And this was the Geico ad campaign where there's the husband and wife sitting there looking at the camera and they're talking about their house, but they have a rat problem. Yeah. And of course, there's Stephen Piercy. That's right. You know, there's there's only one other member of the actual band Rat. I mean, the original band Rat. Juan Crochet is there on bass. And the rest are like the Stephen Piercy touring rat band that when this rat, they, they have to fight with each other. They go to court every so often okay. to say who has the name. And uh, But in the commercial, you see Stephen Piercy and, and the band Rat, and they're singing this song. This song actually, after appearing in the commercial, charted. 
I remember hearing that, yeah. It totally helped revive their career. Okay. All right, so that my, my final song that I have here from the Geico commercials. Uh, yeah. This, may, this was probably my favorite of the commercials. Well, I think this is the favorite for a lot of people. This is... This was genius. Yeah. This is absolutely genius. It's sort of whoop, scoop, there, this there, scoop, it there it is. So this is tag team. Yeah. Oh man, I I just I remember seeing this for the first time. And I just it cracked me up. The best the best part of the commercial is when mom and dad are Start doing dancing? are doing the kick, you know, the foot <laughs> kick, and the daughter walks in, sees them dancing, and just turns and walks away. Yeah, like they the husband and wife they give each other that knowing look and. It takes him right back to the 90s, the early 90s. So this one came out in 2001, and, you know, I think this Wait, was... has it been that long? It has, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And once again, another immensely popular commercial that I think helped revive, um, you know, the, the, the career of Tag Team. Well, Gavin and Connor can recite that whole commercial, oh, like the right? lyrics. Uh, they know the lyrics to that Sprinkles. song. Sprinkles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to move to my next category. And and, and uh, I don't have that much more to go, folks. So don't worry. Um, so I have cars and trucks. There's a lot. Uh, you know, cars and trucks, they were, uh, they were one of the first to really kind of embrace, you know, music as, as a promotional vehicle. Yeah. No pun intended. Right. So... This is the kind of classic Bob Seger song, Like a Rock. Mm-hmm. And I thought about this one, too. This song, which the ad campaign for Chevy ran from 1991 all the way to 2004. Was it really 91? 91 wow. to 2004. The I remember seeing a pop-up video when that show was on. And, okay. and they put on there, and I don't remember the amount. I don't know if they said the amount. But that Chevy went and they paid uh, Bob Seger a lump sum. Really? Yeah. Just because they knew they were going to run the heck out of this thing. Yeah. And so, you know, we've been slow in a while to receive the royalties, but he got a chunk up front because they're like, hey, we're going to commit to this thing for a decade. Oh, they did. And it was, it was a big campaign for Chevy. And this was, you know, this was a classic song. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up, Scott and I would listen to classic rock radio. And this got played all the time. You knew immediately who this was and what this song was. And now, to this day, when I hear this, I'm thinking Chevy trucks. When when people think of American vehicles, yeah. what city do they typically identify? Detroit. And where is Bob Seger from? He is from Detroit. So there's so many strokes of genius that combined the music with the product that made it kind of the perfect ad campaign. So this song is actually the inspiration, the true inspiration for this current episode. I, I was out a few uh, nights ago with some friends and the, somehow ad campaigns came up and the Chevy campaign, it was like, hey, you know about Bob Seger? And, and I was like, that's right. That's an iconic song that got used in an ad. And so that's what kind of led me to the idea that, you know, about doing what we're doing now. Okay. All right, so the next one, is purely an example of where I like the song, and it drew me in, and it became a, a commercial that I totally remember and totally knew who it was for because I like the because I like the song. Now, if you remember, we have GI Joe <laughs> getting in the little car, yeah. and he 
drives over to Barbie's house. That's right. That's that's right. <laughs> and Ken's there. And Ken's there with that stupid sweater tied around his neck. <laughs> and Barbie's looking all Barbie-ish. Yeah. He pulls up. G.I. Joe pulls up. This song's blaring. She comes down, hair all teased out. <laughs> and she gets in the car with G.I. Joe. And Ken just looks sad as she pulls away. And it goes right through. And it's a Nissan commercial. Wow. I couldn't tell you, couldn't have told you who the car was yeah. that they were promoting, but I don't know if they ever showed a car in a, the commercial. What a, what a great commercial! <laughs> I think a, that my favorite part was Ken just looking sad. Of course, that's the Mighty Van Halen with "You Really Got Me," the a remake of the Kinks. Now, the the next song is from a um, Volkswagen ad mm-hmm. from 1999, and. For those of you who don't remember this, this is Styx, Mr. Roboto. And I actually got to see them perform this in concert a few years ago. Oh, did ago. they play the they, song? They did play it, yeah. Much without, to Dennis, the, without Dennis DeYoung much being Much to the chagrin, the chagrin of Dennis DeYoung. <laughs> because he is quite angry over the fact that this was effectively the, the album and the song that got him and the rest of the group where they started to part ways. They, they got together for a couple of albums after that, but this was kind of the beginning of the end. And he was and this because, is from the commercial, this because, part right here. Like, the other guys in the group made fun of this song. And he said they made fun of the song when it came <laughs> out, and now they're playing it in concert. Right. As the other sticks. Yeah. And he said that, that just really rubbed it the wrong way. Well, I was listening to this song today. There's some goofy lyrics in here. It is. Yeah, but... I mean, you could name a hundred popular songs that are still played today that have goofy lyrics in them. But here's the thing. Volkswagen used this in their ad because they knew immediately us Gen Xers are going to smile when we hear this. Right. Isn't it the guy in the car? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're sitting, I think they're listening to the stereo. Where the windows are up. Yeah, because they're talking about like the new stereo that Volkswagen has. And he's doing the robot. Okay. Yeah, because he's doing the robot in the car. That's I do yeah. remember that commercial, Mr. Robota. Yep. You know Volkswagen. So uh, to me, that's an effective campaign if you can remember it. So here's my my next car ad. And if there ever was a song that had the lyrics that were kind of made for driving a car, it would be Shul Crow's "Every Day Is a Winding Road." Sure. And this was from a um, Subaru commercial that came out in uh, 2006. Okay. Sheryl Crow, one of my ladies, The Rock. Which, which song did you play? Do you remember? A, it change, was, a change will do you yeah, good. Yeah, because it wasn't this one. Right. This this is one of my favorite Sheryl Crow yeah. songs. Yeah. I think. I think... This and A Change Will Do You Good, I think they're the same album. Okay. I believe so. Okay. Of course, this part was not necessarily in the commercial. No. Here it comes. And they only have 30 seconds. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, you know, that's one of those things. You can almost picture yourself in that Subaru with the windows rolled down, cruising along, listening to Shrill Crow. So my final uh, car song is 
a song from an artist that gets used in commercials. Um, but the first time I remember seeing this or hearing this was in a 1999 Mitsubishi Montero commercial. Mitsubishi? Mitsubishi really? Montero. Wow. 1999, Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train. I wonder if Ozzy looks back on that and says, hmm, I took the money. He took the money. <laughs> Randy Rhodes. Mm-hmm. But there's many artists that have songs that get used time oh, and sure. time again. Yeah. And, you know, if you're George Thurgood, and I'm not playing Thurgood, right. you know, Bad to the Bone gets used over and over again. It does. Um, yeah. And I don't, I do not begrudge the artist not for, for continuing to make money off of something, you know, that you know, still provides a living for them. Sure. I, and because the touring life isn't easy for anybody, especially when you start to get, to get older. And why not take something that perhaps when it was popular, you didn't have the opportunity. Like I said, maybe you signed a bad album deal. Right. So you have the opportunity to get some of that money back. Right. And let's face it, royalties aren't what they used to be. Right. You know, with, with streaming. Uh, no offense, Spotify. <laughs> but it's it's you know it, you just don't make as much money so if you can make money uh, through having a commercial you might as well take advantage of it no offense taken sean and scott <laughs> you haven't earned a penny off of this podcast <laughs> that's right so now we're gonna get sucker we're gonna get into my final <laughs> commercial that and this was from in 1995 now this is another song by a bunch of artists who have been accused of being sellouts over the years and this song's been used in many different campaigns. But this was used in 1995 by Microsoft to promote Microsoft Windows 95. Do you remember Windows 95? I do. Actually, it, the reason it sticks out to me was I think it's the first computer I ever got. Okay. Like where I actually owned one, where I wasn't going to school and using one. Um... I got one right mid-late days. You know, this internet thing was starting to happen. And I, I got a computer. I, it wasn't a 95. It, it was like, it, it was maybe a little bit later, but it had Windows 95 on it. Yeah, I remember the first computer that our family ever really saw was when our dad got one for the business. Sure. I think he paid like some yeah. outrageous yeah, amount thousands of, of dollars like two or three thousand yeah, dollars for something that today would be a joke and i just remember him asking me the one time when he was packing everything up when he sold the business he goes you think i could still get 1500 for it <laughs> i was like no <laughs> you won't get five cents for this no. thing <laughs> maybe somebody like puts it behind some glass and and, may- and maybe that's where I use the the Windows ninety five. Right. But I remember like that really being the first time I got introduced to, okay. to Windows. So I don't know the ad campaign, you know, was was kind of hip at the time for me. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, that closes out my list. Uh, it's uh, thirty four songs I think that I would had uh, if I had played everything that you know included the, the songs that Scott and I had on there. Well, yeah, and I'm I'm glad we didn't really overlap. Um, I. But I liked your retrospective because it did kind of tie everything into its category. Right. So you could see the soda commercials. You could see the car commercials and uh, even even insurance. I didn't realize that un- until you actually put it on paper and look at it, how many insurance commercials used music. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So you see a pattern. So AI is starting to figure us out and they... 
<laughs> they, they, they're going to manipulate us to, uh, to, to sell us products. That's so. right. Early, <laughs> early psychology, BF Skinner. Uh, it is about manipulating the mind to that's buy right. their products. It all so. comes full circle. So anyways, that, that's our, our episode on Gen X songs and commercials. Wow. I, 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 I really enjoyed that one. I, Brought back some some pretty pretty good and interesting fun memories for for uh, TV commercials, and hopefully uh, you know listeners uh, agree, and they you know we spark some memories uh, from what we played, but also just like when you played your commercials, I was like I totally forgot about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd say most of the commercials you picked, I never even thought of. Okay, so hopefully the same thing happens to our listeners where other commercials that they're like, hey, why didn't you guys play that one? And, sure, you know that's kind of the fun of this and you know i think one of the things that we want with this podcast is to spark memories for people absolutely and one of the things that we are now able to offer you the listener is if you are listening to spotify on the spotify app on your phone if you do scroll down past the gen x playback episode there is a comment section now that you can actually go in and put in your comments or show comments on how you felt about the episode, maybe give us a little bit of feedback on how we're doing. So, uh, you know, we see that the show is continuously growing and, and we're very happy for that. We also like to get uh, some input from, from our listeners and you know, as we called it, our, our Gen X family and see just what it is that you're interested in us uh, pursuing in uh, future episodes. Yeah. I would say as much as anything, just kind of topics, you know, it's, it's this, these are all coming out of the brains of Scott and Sean high right now. And I, you know, I kind of put out feelers, right? You know, I'm, st- I'm starting to do that and say, hey, you know, what do you got? What would you be interested in? Like, like what, what Gen X memories would you like to hear? Sure. And as with our uh, January 31st, 1987 countdown, you can actually view uh, Sean's Gen X songs in commercials. So if you type in in Spotify, if you type in Gen X songs in commercials, you'll be able to find that playlist and you'll be able to uh, actually pull up the songs of the commercials that he was talking about. Right. And so that's something that, you know, I think we want to kind of do move forward is to, to have these playlists. You know, if you play my entire playlist, what do I have down here? Like two hours and 23 minutes. And I, I had it on today and it was shuffling and I actually really enjoyed the songs that these advertisers decided to use. And I, you know, it's not a playlist that I, you know, got tired of. And, you know, there's sometimes where even if I pick songs, I was like, okay, I, you know, I picked it just because it was of the time. I don't really want to hear it again, but I thought this was a, was a fun playlist. So yes, you know, Scott is correct. If you just type that in there, you'll find it and, uh, you know, go back and relive the memories. All right. Well, good episode, Sean. Thanks. Thanks. Was, and all right. So that, that wraps this one up. So now episode 19 is going to be your episode. So what do you have for us? Episode 19, as Sean mentioned earlier in our broadcast tonight that the uh, football team of our lives and we're not talking you know recent sean and i have been eagles football fans for our lives our entire lives uh the eagles are getting ready to play the kansas city chiefs in the uh, super bowl here in a in a week so what i would like to do is shift gears a little bit we've gotten so music heavy for a long time and we haven't really given any love to sports so what I thought would be a fun way for us to get into some sports conversation is with the Super Bowl coming up, I want Sean and I, and, and I'll ask Sean to you know, create, a, whether it's a top 10 or maybe a top 15 list of your favorite Gen X quarterbacks. 
Okay. So these would be quarterbacks that have played that played during the Gen X period. Mm-hmm. So obviously you're going 70s, 80s, and 90s, and it's a really broad. You could go pretty much in any direction that you want to because there were a lot of great ones that were out there. And I think it's going to, if you're a sports fan, I, I think you'll enjoy uh, having a conversation about uh, some some football back when we, back when, you know, football was played by real men. Or back whatever. when they really hit That's people. That's right. When the quarterback couldn't just stand there and you touched him and you got a penalty flag. Now this guy's, these guys would take take a shot. So... We're going to talk about, I want Sean to come up with his list of his uh, favorite Gen X quarterbacks, or if he wants to go, like, maybe who he thought were the best. Okay. So either you can either do your favorites or the best. doesn't really matter. Okay. I think they'll probably, you know, 1-1-A one, one or sure. you know, tomato, tomato, whatever. So, um, yeah, that's going to do it for episode number 18. And... We'll talk to you next time. We're going to go sports and Gen X quarterbacks. So, again, Sean, thanks for uh, for taking us down memory lane with TV commercials and popular music. I think it just sort of shows how long it's been going on and and some of the music that's been associated with it. it until you actually look at it, it's stuff that was kind of in my rearview mirror I hadn't really thought much about. Yeah, yep, that's what we're here for, Scott. All right, well... We will talk to you next time. Again, thanks to any everybody who's been listening, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. We're up to now 31 states in the United States, plus D.C., nine countries worldwide. Our little family's starting to grow. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell a friend, and hopefully we can uh, spur some conversation that uh, will interest you and, and maybe a loved one or somebody else in your family. So hopefully you'll... Check us out again here on Gen X Playback. Absolutely, and um, we're not going anywhere, Scott. We're go- we're going to keep we're going to keep coming at uh, folks with uh, lots of Gen X memories. So, yep, looking forward to it. Again, we really love uh, that you listen. Thanks for tuning in to Gen X Playback. I am Scott, and I'm Sean, and we will talk to you next time. See you.